When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows. And if you can, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. Plus, our good friends at the Hoopheads Podcast Network, it is sincerely appreciated. Well, with everything going on in the Lakers season so far, one of the things we've just not had a chance to get to, really just wanted to go ahead and dive into it, is the NBA's recent announcement of their top 75 players in acknowledgement of their 75th season that they've been in existence. And everybody's just so happy about that. The Diamond Jubilee, as they say as the top 75 players who they think the voters that were involved with the NBA and working in conjunction with them to come up with a list, the top 50 players that were announced back in 1996 were retained and were all kept. And so 25 additions needed to be added onto it. So we will go ahead today and talk about the NBA's top 75, but who better to do that than a good friend indeed to the podcast, you got to make sure you check out what he's doing today. He is the Magic Man, a.k.a. Sean Grice. And Sean, as our resident Lakers and NBA historian, great to have you back. Thanks a lot, Gerald. Appreciate the love as always. Absolutely, my friend. Great to have you here. But it is the NBA's top 75. And if you do not remember NBA.com slash 75, I will provide the link for you in this podcast description so you can check out all the 75 names and i will not read that off because that is too big for my brain i will just go ahead and say it is a very qualified list every individual member very justified in their existence on this list you could go ahead and you know have qualms with who didn't make this list and of course we will go into that on the very end but your thoughts on the list overall again not talking snubs yet. That's going to be for the very end. But your thoughts when you first heard and saw the list of the NBA's top 75 players. Thanks a lot, Gerald. I think on a binary level, whether it was justified or not, it's justified. All all 75 players are worthy to be on that list. That you, you can come up with qualms about the the alphabetical order, 
the criterion of why Bob McAdoo was selected this time, but was not selected previously. So, I mean, I, I would have liked some footnotes, some maybe just some general ideas on what their criterion was for, for the list in general, but I think it was justified. Absolutely. Leaving Bob McAdoo was a definite black eye for the league when they did it in 1996. I really thought that was wrong on their part, but I'm glad they got it right this time. And of course, with only 24 other slots after Bob McAdoo, you're going to leave a few players out. And of course, we'll go on to that in a few minutes. But I mean, when you go into it, it's a really tough thing to do. And I know that you probably went over it with a fine-tooth comb. When you came up with your own list of, of players, as, as I know you had and you had talked about previously, how hard of a challenge was that for you? So hard. It was so hard just to to just to w- wiggle it down to 75. You know, I had a list of about 120 players that, that you could swap, Gerald. I mean, from some, another, so that's an additional 45 players you could have swapped in. I mean, really, the game has been enriched with such great athletes, and there are different types of, of clutch players in our league. I mean, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, and Larry Bird are heartbreak killers. I mean, there's a difference between them and, say, a Dame Lillard or a Paul George, per se. And, I mean, the the amount of great talent that has gone through that league in the 75 years is immense and it was such a hard list to confine and and restrain yourself from uh, excluding certain players for certain reasons absolutely you could find as far as the 24 that were added with most of them very justified i know there was a couple that people kind of scratched their head on it's you know, especially of those who got snubbed. And I know that's something that a lot of people talk about, you know, back and forth. And that's been a great source of discussion there. But when you went over it, was there any real type of, of hard calls that you had to make? You said you had an initial list about 120, uh, you know, as far as whittling that down to 75. And in your process of doing it so yourself, I mean, what were some of the factors that came in as far as maybe saying, instead of going into specific players, but what were some of the factors that went into it when you're whittling down from 120 to 75? Yeah, so, I mean, obviously you're looking at uh, a player who had a unique set of individual skill sets. So say, for example, a Sidney Moncrief versus a... Oh, I don't know. You could you could put, you know, a Manu Ginobili up against that, and, and and then you whittle it down. Manu is an incredible playoff performer. That's where he made his name. I mean, he he basically came out of nowhere. You know, he was a very accomplished player in Europe, but he exploded in the playoffs in the NBA, and that's where he made his name. Sidney Moncrief had an incredible individual career. He was a great individual defender, but he often spoke about the fact that he had to give up a lot on the offensive end in in order to acquiesce to Don Nelson's needs for him defensively. So there are just certain, you know, when you whittle it down, there are so many different 
subtypes of players and what they did as a shooter, what they did as a defender, how did that translate in the playoffs? It, it's you can you can go on these rabbit holes, man. Absolutely, absolutely. And I I wanted to go ahead and mention as well. I know Bob McAdoo was one of the major individuals that was not in that top fifty that was announced in nineteen ninety six. The other major individual that. I couldn't even believe at that time was not put in to me, even more so than McAdoo, who I loved as a player. And obviously because of the fact he helped win a championship with the Lakers during their run as a six man coming off the bench, but Dominique Wilkins, him not being in that top 50, that was really something hard for me to believe the human highlight film and how he was not on there, but they obviously added him on this time around. So that left 23 players. But because there was a tie in voting, there ended up actually being 76 players in there. I think that was a nice little out for the league to go ahead. So they actually announced (laughs) 76 players for their top 75 because they had a tie for whoever was in 74, 75th, what have you. So I guess that's a nice out. I mean, is there any players in there that you think, "Mm, maybe... Or maybe they're banking on something for them to go ahead and continue to play on for them to justify. Unless, I mean, because some of that was the process and thinking at that time in the top 50 is that, okay, this is a younger player like Shaquille O'Neal at that time. He was out of mm-hmm. that top 50 banking on his future success. Do you feel that anyone was justified in putting in their now banking on their success going forward? Yes, I think Damien Lillard. I think it's very tenuous that he's on the list right now. And I think going forward in the future, Gerald, we, he may not make the list in the cup again. If I, I agree with was, you that he is probably the name that is being mentioned that bandied about is probably the one that people have the most questions with because of the fact he's not achieved a level of success, a little bit commensurate to some of the others of his contemporaries. Absolutely, Gerald, and um, you you gave a perfect example, uh, Dominique Wilkins. As a historian, I know how great Dominique was. However, I'm not as wise as you are, so to speak, so I didn't get to see him in his prime, Uh, but you did, and you realized, and a lot of people realized how great a player he was. He was just amazing. He just happened to play in a conference that had one Larry Bird and one Michael Jordan, and that had nothing to do with him. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. People are just losing their minds trying to consume Marvel products right now, and I don't blame them. This is some of the best entertainment you can get on TV and big screen right now. If something's going to be successful or not, they look at the mentions, they look at the likes, they look at the retweets and the tweets and the subtweets and the tweet tweets, and they look at all of that to say, okay, this is actually going to garner a lot of attention. Is it going to be enough, though? I think the fish out of water syndrome might be enough for somebody like us because it's going to be hilarious to watch two stoner kids we saw barely make it through high school now live in a society that they fully don't understand because they've been stuck in a decade and never came out of it. 
Facebook stars, not ninja stars, okay? I know how some people take things literally. So don't throw ninja stars at us, but like the Facebook stars. Click on those. That's what we want. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Again, we're not trying to slight Damian Lillard at all, but I know his no. name has been bandied about, and I know that when you compare it to a couple of others that were left off the list, I know that there's some pretty big rumblings on that. So you're banking on Damian Lillard, even at age 30, now 30 plus, he's, he's in his years now. He's still, you're expecting him to go ahead and reach a level of success for the next two, three years to justify his appearance on the top 75 list or top 76 list i guess as it were but once again i'm speaking to sean grice aka magic man please go ahead and support whatever he's doing today on twitter and you go ahead and check him out there please follow him today on that but i wanted to ask you this before we head on out my friend it is the snubs because yes i would not have voted for damian lillard he would have been probably around an 80 to 85 on my list be honest Mm -hmm. with you maybe 78 somewhere in that range I would have probably voted, and I'm not saying this because, yes, I'm the host of the Lakers Fast Break, but I think looking at it objectively, I think you would have looked at the stats and right there on the paper and the records and things of that nature for Dwight Howard. I really think if there's one name that stands out that's not on the list, I think it is Dwight Howard. Despite what you think of him as far as you know the decisions that he's made and the way he's acted both on and off the court, you got to realize the man has got a nice record that's comparable with almost anyone that's on that top 75 list. So he is probably the name that sticks out. Is there one name that sticks out to you as far as being snubbed above all the rest? You know what, Gerald? Honestly, I think Alex English is at the top of of my list. I find it very perplexing how somebody who scored the most points in the 1980s is left off this list. I think um, it's lack again, of playoff success. I think that probably is the thing. I mean, Dwight has a championship ring. And Dwight yeah. has a finals that he, when he was in his prime, that he took a team to pretty much on his back. It was him and three-point shooters. I think you could justify him a little bit more. I understand Alex English, one of the greatest scorers in the history of the game. But his lack, even in with the Denver lineup of him, Dan Issel, you had, uh, you know, Kiki Vandaway. You had, yeah, you had that great high-scoring, really fun team to watch, but it didn't amount to a whole lot when it concerned in the postseason. So that's probably where I would draw the line, is the fact that I think that because he has one ring and Alex English does not, I think that's where I would probably go ahead and, and maybe squeeze out to. Although, again, you're talking about a 76 or – in the case of Clay Thompson, who people are really, especially if you're in the Bay Area, are clamoring about, especially if you're on the team. As well, I agree. 77. Yeah, I agree with that one. I mean, it's the Splash Brothers. But, it's not the Splash Brother. It's plural. Uh, I, I, I would say that the two years have hurt him. Okay, fair point. I think it would be fair if he comes back and and has, you know, a, a good to great rest of his career. I I would be perfectly comfortable swapping. If he makes another all-star Damian team, Lillard. or if he makes another all-star team, or makes an impression in a, another playoff run for the Warriors, then yeah, I think it's a it's a glaring omission. Definitely, I will say, Gerald, I agree with you about Alex English. I think 
like Dominique, he just wound up in a conference that had the, the Showtime Lakers. Because you could the say the twin- same thing about Bernard King as far as for the Niners oh, are Absolutely, I mean, absolutely. A, a couple others that I thought were, were glaring omissions actually was one Vince Carter. I think although Vince didn't have the team success that Bob McAdoo has had, they both followed the similar superstar path that I think Bob helped forge for other players. He was a superstar. He, he, he became was. a sixth man. He became a great sixth man. And I think Vince followed suit. Vince does have a few signature moments outside of the dunk contest. He but did. then what, if, you, if you include him, you include Tracy McGrady. Okay. Tracy okay. McGrady, I mean, that, to I, me, I, I would put them on the same pedestal to me. Okay. All right. That's fair. That's maybe fair. Vince Carter's higher. Maybe Vince Carter's uh, highest was maybe a little higher than Tracy McGrady's, but Tracy McGrady had a longer period of time where he was uh, – uh, you know, all-star, things of that nature, especially with, you know, him and Yao Ming, who was also snubbed on the list as well. So I, I absolutely. And there, there, there are other call. great, there are other great things who were left off. You know, Dikembe Mutombo is probably the best rim run and rebound big that there's ever been in the NBA. He did his job for, you know, several different teams, one defensive player of the year award for several different teams. But, you, you know, go Arvis di- Gilmore if you really want to go yeah. back in that. Yeah, exactly, right? But when it comes down to it, you're right, Gerald. The big stuff was Dwight. The big difference between those guys and Dwight was Dwight won an MVP. He took his team to a finals. He didn't win, but he was up against Kobe Bryant and Pau Gasol and, and the revamped Lakers. So I think Dwight was the biggest snub. I agree 100%. And the thing is, in 25 years, when the NBA announces its top 100 team, the thing is, is that only a couple of these players are going to be added on, similar to what we saw this time around. So I'm going to say that Dwight Howard is going to be added on to the list the next time around. You may add one or two others that were snubbed, because you got to add in the contemporary players, or that's going to be the game changers for the next 20-plus years some or most which haven't even been in the league yet so you, you got to take that into consideration as well i mean i'm not even penciling zion in right now i mean he well, did, i don't think anybody's penciling zion in right now so no. he can't even say healthy but someone like nikola jokic nikola jokic who just earned the mvp a lot of people are starting to clamor him Giannis Antetokounmpo, he's won a world title and he's gotten two mvps so he was very justified at a similar age to go ahead and be on that list, whereas Nikola Jokic, he is just really getting started. This is his second great year was the NBA MVP year, so really him being at that top level. So I see him, if he can maintain this for the next two, three, four years, this type of excellence till he's in his 30s, and he has got a great game that will age well into his 30s. So if he stays healthy and you know he plays every game virtually, he is going to be a shoe-in for that next 25 down the list for the top 100. So I see him as someone that's going to be some, you know, that's that you can pretty much pencil in there as well. Zion is going to be all about health and what if. I think you're going to see him on a similar path as Grant Hill, what could have been as opposed to what was, unless he changes his ways as far as how he maintains his health. So that's going to be my opinion on that. But any last thoughts on the top 75 before we head on out, my friend? 
Yes, Gerald. You know, again, it was it was a difficult list to to compile different writers, different opinions. I also felt if you left Kyrie off the list, that needs further explanation to me because there was some controversy about that. I understand if he was left off the list in general just because of of the both the qualitative needs and the quantitative needs, you know, a long career you know, a steady diet of, of both personal and professional success. I mean, one of the guys on the list that is very unique and to my heart is Jerry West. He ha- holds the quadruple buzzer beater that will probably never be duplicated. He's hit a buzzer beater in the regular season for a win, a playoff game for a win, a finals game to send to overtime. And he's also hitting a buzzer beater in overtime. So Jerry West was on the list in 96. He was on the list this time. And I believe he'll be on the list again. And I don't think he'll ever be taken off that list. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Needing an edge for your fantasy football team? Listen to the guys at Inside Sports Fantasy Football for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet. Once again, it's the Magic Man, Sean Grice. Please go ahead and follow him today on the Twitter. My friend, it's been great talking to you about the NBA's Top 75. You know the red carpet's always open for you, my friend, to come back on anytime to talk the NBA, to talk the Lakers. Of course, as a fellow Lakers fan, as a guy who's been giving us so much great information over the course of the many years now we've been doing this. Truly appreciate it. Any last thoughts on the way out? As far as the Lakers go, I was pleased with the offensive effort. However, we've talked about the defense, and it still needs a lot of work, my friend. It still needs a lot of work, but I think you're you're on that train of all. Absolutely. Don't tell that to Laker Tom. But my friend, it is Sean Grice, a.k.a. Magic Man. Great to have you here. Looking forward to bringing you back on whenever you can right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.